Hey, my friend, it's Julie Clough here, your life and grief coach. Welcome to the Build a Life After Loss podcast. I'm thrilled to bring you uplifting grief support and hope for rebuilding your life one small step at a time. Let's get started. Hello, my friends. Welcome to episode 134, Living an Inspired Life. Isn't that what we all want? Isn't what? Isn't it that we want to feel inspired? We want to feel uh, energized. We want to feel that energy of moving forward, of living a life that we love and that we that we cherish. And what I have found over the years is that living an inspired life really requires us to engage. Grief causes us to shrink, and that's okay, because it's part of the season of grief. But what we're working towards is to re-expand and to re- and to expand even past where we were before. And I want to paint this picture of what this looks like. There's many, many shifts and changes in life. And it's in those shifts and changes, and even in the middle of grief, it's it's really being true to ourselves. As women especially, now you, there, you may be a man listening, but I, I, I think it's interesting that as women especially, we tend to we tend to be really very service oriented, which is a wonderful, wonderful thing. But a lot of times we lose ourselves in that process. And instead of becoming, instead of becoming people who are serving, we become people pleasers. That's so easy to do. And we all fall into that trap to one extent or another. And then if we're constantly trying to please others, then we're not really living true to ourselves because we don't even know what we want. And what's become extremely apparent to me is that living true to ourselves, knowing who we are, really makes us the best servant. It really makes us the best. We become the best for showing up to the world for others when we become true to who we are. Because you have gifts and talents, you have special insight, you have special special way of being you, of showing up in the world that is unique and wonderful and that serves others by you being true to yourself. And I heard something a few months ago about this idea of when we do things that we enjoy, when we do things that, that spark our passion, that really create that connection with ourselves, we, we live more inspired. And I know this is a really interesting concept, but when we're doing those things that really cause us to wake up in the morning and go, I can't wait to do that thing again. And it, it doesn't matter what that is. I remember years ago just being super passionate about crafting and art. And 
I just could not wait to wake up in the morning and I wanted to stay up late at night doing these things. And it's in my nature to want to share those things that I'm passionate about. It's one of the reasons I'm here is because I want to share what I'm passionate about. And, and that may not be you and that's totally okay. We are meant to show up as us. And it's in my nature to want to share the things that I'm passionate about. And it's in my nature to share with you the things that, that light me up. And like I said, it's the reason that I'm here. It's the reason that I'm here. There's a little book that's called, I think it's called Bread and Honey. I can't remember exactly what the title is, but there's this picture book that I used to read to my kids, and it's about this bear that goes to school, and he's super excited about this picture that he has drawn, painted for his mom, and he can't wait to go home and share this picture with his mom. And it's a picture of her. So it's a picture of a bear. She's the mama bear, and he's drawn a picture of her. And as he travels home, he comes across an elephant, and I'm, I'm going to get this story wrong, but you know, this is the gist of the story. He comes across this elephant, and he says, what, you know, what do you think of our pa- my painting? He's so excited about it. And the elephant says, I think it's great, but the nose needs to be longer. And so he draws a longer nose on his mom. Then he comes across a giraffe and he says, what do you think of my picture? He's so proud of his picture. And the giraffe says, it's great, except the neck needs to be longer. So he draws a longer neck on his mom, on his mama bear. And he, he, as he travels home, he comes across these different animals who have unique perspectives based on who they are. And when he gets home, the picture looks very different than what it looked like when he left school and when he was originally excited about this painting, this drawing that he had drawn for his mom. And the reason that the, the, um, the book was called something along the lines of bread and honey was because he had left that morning. His mom was making bread and he was excited to come home for the bread and honey. (laughs) Um, but, his picture turned out different because he was influenced so greatly influenced by others' perspectives that he kind of lost the picture of where he was headed. And his mom, in her loving, beautiful way, accepted him right where he was and was just thrilled with the picture, no matter what it looked like. But what if you, what if you could draw your bear? What if you could draw your picture the way that it's supposed to be? The way that you uniquely show up in the world. The beautiful, wonderful you that is all you. That doesn't get so, I'm going to use the word manipulated. I I know that's strong, but that doesn't become so manipulated by what how everybody else wants you to show up that you actually get to show up the way you want to show up. You know, I want to share some stories with you that are very personal. And some of these stories you may have read in my book, Miracles in the Darkness. And some of them are new. But, you know, many years ago, I was I was a single mom. 
you know, after my divorce, I was a single mom and, and I, I landed this beautiful, wonderful job that ended up being such a tremendous blessing to me. And, and there weren't, you know, remembering as I share these stories, there were moments along this, on the, along the path where I questioned myself. I doubted what I was doing. I wondered if I was crazy. I still do that today, <laughs> but I, you know, I, I had landed this job and, and it started out as a data entry job. And, and it all started because my first husband had a business and I worked in his business and I helped him build this business. But as time went on, unfortunately, he lost that business and I, I found myself, you know, without a job and I found myself in a position where things weren't looking good. And I had a friend that reached out and said, Hey, look, you know, we're looking for help. We need somebody to help us. Um, it was a durable medical equipment company, DME for short is, is the term that's used. And so I went to work for them and I was doing data entry and it wasn't something that I was unique, you know, new uniquely qualified for was just, you know, a passion of mine was to do data entry. That wasn't the case at all. But as I got in there and I saw what they were doing and I offered my unique perspectives and I offered input very quickly, I was promoted to a position with more responsibility, with more leadership. And that job ended up turning into a management position that has blessed my life greatly. For many years, the things that I learned there. And I think about if I had just rejected that opportunity, if I had just said, you know, I don't know if this is for me. I don't really love sitting behind a computer entering things all day long. But I gave it a chance because it felt inspired. And all along the way, I was inspired in that position. And every day didn't look inspired. But there were moments of inspiration that moved me forward in that position. And after more than three years of being in that job, I had remarried. I'd had another baby. A lot happened in those three years. I actually divorced during the time that I was there. It's amazing I survived those three years. It was really a roller coaster. And I was grateful for a steady job that kept food on my table and, and helped me to progress in the way that I needed to progress. But after three, three and a half years, at that point, my, my husband who, you know, Ron, who I, I love and appreciate who I am still married to. We had three beautiful children. You know, after he married me with three children, we, we, we created this beautiful family. And after being in that job for a few years, I realized that I, I was feeling this call to leave my job. I was in, in this, Leaving that job cut our income in half. My husband had just finished his master's degree. He had gotten his first, his first real corporate position. And 
leaving my job was a huge, huge step. It was a huge step for me to, to say, look, I'm going to leave this income behind because I feel called to go back home and to spend time with my now four children. And my husband was working a swing shift at the time. And so his hours were, were unique. And so I left that job and it wasn't long after that, that I felt like it, I was being led to homeschool my children. Like these are big, big changes. And I stepped into those big changes. And I made them happen somehow. And I can see, looking back, like it was hard to see in the moment. It was hard to see. But I can look back and I can see the beauty of those decisions. And I'm grateful for the inspiration to step into these big changes. These big, big changes that changed the trajectory of my life, that changed the trajectory of my family. It is hard to communicate to you. It's why I feel so emotional about this. It's hard to communicate to you how grateful I am for these moments of inspiration that I chose into. After many years of homeschooling and many iterations of homeschooling and after being a leader in that homeschool community and then experiencing the tragedy of losing our two youngest children, Carrie and David, things changed again and they changed in a big way. And it was, it was months of difficulty and struggle to find myself again, to be reconnected with myself again. And I remember this moment when I had accepted an assignment. Again, it was an inspired decision to accept an assignment as a leader. And it was difficult. It was so, so hard. I can't even express how really, really hard that was to do that. And it wasn't pretty. It looked really messy. And after I accepted that assignment, I had so many doubts and I kept trying to, I kept trying to extract myself from that position. And I remember talking to one of the other leaders, one of my supports in my leadership role. And I was talking to her one day and I said, you know, I just want to sit on the back row. I just want to sit on the back row. I don't know that I want to be up front leading. And she said, Julie, that's not who you are. And in that moment, I could not feel the power of her words. But looking back on it now, I can see the power in her words and I can see how the words that she spoke ignited my soul and helped me to realize and helped me to reconnect to myself and to reconnect to who I am and to show up for myself and to keep 
fighting and to keep struggling and to keep moving forward as messy as it looked. And so I invite you, I invite you to take those inspired steps. What do you feel inspired to do today? Now I'm sharing big inspired steps, but there were little inspired steps all along the way. There were, there was an inspired step to accept an assignment. There was an inspired step to accept a job that wasn't really what I was looking for, but I chose to step into it and it developed into something wonderful that I still look back on today and take so many life lessons from. What are you, in what way are you being called forward? In what way can you connect with yourself today? What is that you, what is it that you enjoy doing? You know, I was reminded again to do that. You know, I, I, if you've seen me on video, you'll see my piano behind me. And it happens that in this, in the home that we moved into last year, that it just made sense to put my office in the front room. It's, it's closed off, you know, it's a private space, but that also meant that my piano is going to be in the room with me. And at first I was like, well, that's kind of weird, but it's, I really enjoyed having it there behind me, but I, um, I was reminded again that it's important for me. It's important for me to play the piano. Now that sounds like a silly thing, but when I play the piano, I connect with myself. I feel the passion for music that is part of who I am. What are those things that are part of who you are? Do you need time each day to read? Because that's nourishing to your soul. Do you need time each day to play the piano for a few minutes? I don't often get to play every single day, but I take the time to play and to reconnect with myself. What are the things that you love? Are you a painter? Are you a crafter? Are you a person who loves to crochet? Are you a person who loves to show up at the nursing home and care for the patients there to give them a smile? Are you a person that loves to go out to lunch with your friends? Are you remembering to do that? Did you lose the things that you loved? Did you lose those moments because the activities were shut down during the pandemic? Are there things that you can reconnect with? It was just very soon after Carrie and David died that I picked up my crafting again. I think that was pivotal in my own healing journey because I loved to craft. I loved to stamp. I was into rubber stamping and I loved to do that. And I used to be, you know, before the accident, 
I, I would have these monthly craft nights at my house and I just loved putting projects together for my friends and inviting them all over and we would craft together. And they loved making the cards that were already pre-prepared for them. That was something that I loved to do. It was not long after Carrie and David died that I was creating cards again. In fact, my sister and my mom helped me hand make thank you cards for all the beautiful people who showed up for us during that really, really difficult time. And making those cards felt really personal and loving to me because it was part of who I was. And slowly I started to have those craft nights again. And I started to reconnect with my friends and I picked up other things that I loved again. And it was messy and hard and difficult. And it did not look pretty. But through those, through those projects, through those things that I had loved, and there were things that I set down and there were things that I picked back up in my grief. But those things helped me stay connected to myself. What are the things that can help you stay connected to yourself? That it can help you feel inspired. What are you passionate about? Okay. And when I use that word passionate, you're going to say to, you know, I, I can hear you. You're going to say, ah, oh, there's just not much I feel passionate about right now. And I get that. If you're in grief, that's a low energy and it's going to look different. But what can you reconnect with? that helps you to feel that ignition within you? What are you being called to? What are you feeling drawn to? I invite you to to do something today that you feel drawn to. It can be something super simple. It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be big, but something small. How can you invite that spark, that little bit of inspiration into your life. Because as you move forward with those little sparks of inspiration, the flame ignites and it grows bigger and bigger. And before you know it, you are living your inspired life. And I invite you to build and live your inspired life. I started this podcast two and a half years ago because I felt inspired to bring these messages to you each week. And recently I have felt inspired to put the podcast on pause for a moment and to focus on some new things that are coming up that I'm super excited to bring to you. I'm following my passion. I'm following my inspiration and it's worked so well for me in the past. And I'm, I'm just going to continue to do that. And again, invite you to do the same thing. So be sure and get on the mailing list at buildalifeafterloss.com. You can go there. You can click on the um, three habits, the three daily habits that can help you to start to feel better. Those are just foundational tools are just some tools that can help you along the way. Um, we have the true hope club. I, I 
almost positive that's what it's going to be called when it launches in September. Things may change as, as we develop that, but super excited about the True Hope Club and to be able to bring really, um, life changing information to you that you can apply in this, in the podcast. I share a lot of things with you. Um, and, and I, I share ideas to apply, but in the true hope club, like we're going to dive in deep and there's going to be opportunities for you to be um, coached. There's going to be opportunities for you to, to, um, to really, I'm going to give you tools to be able to apply the things that you're learning and, um, and it's just, it's going to, it's exciting. It's exciting. I am thrilled to be able to bring that to you. And that's going to be coming up in September. And I would appreciate all of your good, good vibrations and your prayers as we move forward with the true hope club. And, and I hope that you will be one of our founding members. I think it's, it's going to be really exciting. And I'm, I'm looking forward to being there with you in that space and in that way as we um, love and support each other. We do have a webinar coming up that's going to be on July 21st. So again, when you're on the mailing list, you're going to get emails about that. You're going to get reminders. You're going to get the information. You can also join us on Facebook and Instagram. There'll be announcements there as well. Um, and so just stay connected. Let's stay connected and reach out to me, julie at buildalifeafterloss.com. I would love to hear your feedback of what you would love to see in the True Hope Club that's coming, that's that's happening soon. And yeah, reach out, let me know. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate your your reviews. I appreciate you subscribing to the podcast and sharing it with your friends. Have a wonderful week. Have a wonderful summer as we take this break and we've got some wonderful things moving forward. Stay connected. We're here for you. Remember, I believe in you. I believe in you. I have been where you are and I know how hard it is. And I know the support that you need to move forward to live an inspired life. Love you. Bye.